podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our, in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always, what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making that a little bit better and that's what that's why i think they're the best machine out there we like i've said before we own three of them and i would not be talking about them every day if i did not believe in them mention coach unplugged they'll give you 450 dollars off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop buy a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know, I'm always working with my team 365 days a year, working on making us better. And I want to do the same thing for you. I'm giving you resources, one-on-one calls, office hours, a roadmap per se that will help you uh, become a better coach. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. That's and how do you just, build this? How do you build this into practice and stuff you do? So one of the things I did was I had a, a kill drill. I did every, um, see if I can get it right here. Here it is right here. Um, oh, so, yeah. So I did this at the end of every practice. Granted there, if I'm honest, there was maybe a couple practices I didn't, but I would say maybe 80% of our practices, we had this at the end. And what it was is I would put 10 minutes on the clock, seven minutes on the clock and say, look, both teams have got to get a kill. And we got to get it done or minutes up and your, your team didn't get a kill. And one of the worst things, just shame, disappointment, like you got to get a kill. And so we did, we did mostly five on five, but other coaches could try to do three on three, four on four, um, three stops is a kill. We don't in practice now in a game, it's different. We can't in a game, we count if the ball goes out of bounds based on, you know, it hits an opposing player and goes out of bounds. We'll count that as a stop because we got the ball back. Um, but in practice, we don't count those. It has to be either a steal or a rebound in order to be a kill in the kill. Uh, okay. So, okay. Um, but both teams need to get a kill. Uh, the offense gets to be on defense. If they score, if not, they're stuck and they're stuck on offense until they, they got to earn the right to be on defense. That's our mindset. You earn the right to be on D. Um, and then any foul foul that's called by me or my assistant coaches, we just reset the possession. Um, and to zero, you go to zero then. No, just, we just reset the possession. So like possession. If they had, okay. Yeah. So if they had two stops and they're on their third for a kill, somebody fouls, then we basically we blow the whistle, say restart the possession. They still get a chance to get that third one. Um okay. So so I'm again thinking like someone that's coached a really long time. So the, the, you have two groups of let's say you have a um a blue group and a red group. So the blue group gets three stops, then they go on offense. And they're going to be on offense until the blue group gets three stops. Yep. Is there a limit to that? 
Like you just keep going at the end of practice till someone gets it. Because I could see my guys letting them get stops. No, <laughs> no, my guys don't because it's it's a competition and we okay. keep track. We keep track of like different. We have different competitions we have in practice that we'll keep track of teams that win. And so we'll okay, okay, that. okay. Um, and then also we give teams. For instance, let's say blue gets a kill first, and then red is struggling. They just they they're getting scored on left and right. Well, we let blue rack up kills. And just say, look, get as many as you can. Like, that's fine. It's gonna make you better. Make them better. Okay. Uh, Red. You yeah, I I was trying to think of like, well, they did this in six possessions. You did it. trying to keep them honest a little bit. Like, um, <laughs> you know, they got yeah. they got three kills in twelve possessions. You got three. You got your kill, but it took you fifteen possessions. They win, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm just trying to think out loud because I know. I could see a couple. I know there's one guy that would definitely miss on purpose. Like, to go, it's like, don't do that. Okay. No, we okay. we we make a we make it very clear. Competitive. If you're making it easy for a guy, then you're cheating the team. Yeah. And we want like we have a rule, um, not a rule, more expectation. Before practice, we dab each other up. We you know we talk to each other real quick before we get in our huddle, and then at the end of practice, we do the same thing. And the mindset is. You know, yeah, we can be buddy buddy, we can be friends before practice, but as soon as we start practice, we're at war. We want right. to get better. Right. But as soon as practice is over, the beef has to be squashed. Yep. Like you can't have any issues. You got to be able to look each other in the eye, shake hands, move on. Um, and if you don't do have some issues, we need to deal with it right then and there after practice. Okay. Talk it out, get it over with, move on. Because we're not gonna have chemistry issues. We're not gonna have that problem. Yeah, I love that. So here I'm gonna stop sharing right now because I okay, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's one of the things we did. We do you see any obstacles in this? Like anything that is going to be problems moving forward? Because you're saying you're here and you need to go here. Is that what you're saying? You're saying you're close, but well, the, the the mindset was this: Do I expect my players that aren't as athletic and as quick as the guys they're guarding? Do I expect them to stay in front of them? And so, is that a fair expectation? And I felt like it wasn't. I felt like there's some guys you can. So that's why I did the whole push sideline and have a goalie. And so in the Chris Beard system, you know, if you get beat, you stay with them. You try to nudge them out. Um, while you're nudging out, you have your goalie that comes and helps you out. Because the shot that we want them to shoot is a mid-range jumper or a mid-range floater. That's your goal. You don't so who's the goalie? Where's the goalie coming from? Is he got in the lowest guy? He's guarding the lowest guy, either the post or he's guarding the guy that's on the outside corner, depending on what they're running. So they're like, what happens if they drive and they kick? That's always our concern. That's where we try to get high. That's, that's where the stun for the three. Yeah. So on the backside, so not where the ball is at. On the backside, we have our drop man. Our drop man's going to drop off. And as soon as a pass is made, if it does get made and we don't get a steal, we go in scramble mode. And that's another one of our terminologies. We call scramble. So if you hear a coach call scramble, you know, don't guard the guy you're guarding. We need to find the ball. We need you to gotta run him first. off the line no matter what. Yes. yes. Okay. And so all five guys are in charge. And we do a, a scramble drill, which is really a lot of fun. Just four or five guys on the outside. Every time a pass is made, we yell scramble. Everyone has to guard somebody different. And just kind of getting them that mindset of talking, one, and two, understanding I don't have to guard the guy I've been guarding all game long. And that is, man, that's if I could get my middle school coaches to really harp on that, you don't have to guard your guy. You can guard other guys. You can switch on screens. You like, it's okay. Um, and I know they do. They do a great job. But if I could really get that fixed at the middle school level as they build up, um, it would help. Because in the high school round, we deal with it too. Just guys get stuck in 
I get stuck. I call it, I get calling upward basketball where I don't, you, do you know what upward basketball is? I do. I do. Oh, my, my daughter, goodness. my, both my kids played upward. <laughs> the problem is, is um that's why we switch most ball screens. Yeah. We just switch them because then you're going to, who knows who you're going to guard. I mean, we'll yeah. talk about it, but it's like, as long we, as we know we're doing it. And... We switch. Our rule is you switch unless it's a bad screen and you can tell a bad screen from a mile away. Right. You know, if you got space, just get around them. Not a big deal. But if it's how a good you, screen, automatic switch. How do you get your guys to talk defensively? So I stole this from Duke. Sadly, I'm not a Duke fan. I'm a Carolina fan. Um, I watched a video of Duke. They had them stretching and talking the entire time and talking loudly about even what they were doing. And so what I do is at the beginning of practice, because my mindset is at practice, your energy level, your communication, uh, your shooting is going to be at its best in the beginning. So if we can set a high expectation in the beginning, yeah, it's going to drop as the practice goes, but at least it's going to be higher than it would be if we never even started the expectation. So in stretching, I I'll give them questions to talk to guys. So I'll say like, you know, what's your favorite pizza? Or, you know, you see the game last night. what do you think about this? And they'll talk to the guy beside them while they're, you know, they're stretching and doing dynamic warning, trying to get them to talk. And then, then we go into like that one, two, three drill, or we'll go into a different communication drill and just really harp on defense and communication in the beginning and defense and communication at the end. Cause that's when we needed our best. Right. Um, and so really pushing that expectation in the beginning and then coming back to it and then showing that it's, it's important. We got to have it at the end of the game, got to have it at the beginning of the game and hoping that, you know, cause it's not going to be perfect all the way. No, and it, I'll tell down. you from someone that's been in the biggest games multiple times in this state. And it's like you, they will not hear you in a big game Yeah, and they will barely hear their teammate who's four feet away. So that's what I tell them. I said, you have to talk. Like if you yeah. don't, you're not going to, I mean, the officials don't hear me yelling at them. They're not going to, you're definitely not going to hear me changing. If you're, you guys aren't communicating, it's going to be a mix up and that's going to be the difference between us winning and losing because you guys aren't going to, and that's what I'll like, you know, that game right before state tournament where it's a couple thousand people and it's packed and it's hot and it's end of, you know, end of middle of March and it's crazy. I said, you're not going to hear me. You're going to hear me zero because it's going to be so loud. So, um, but I love that. I love the communication, like everything. It's just, it's, it's so pulling teeth with some kids. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't care what you say. You can start singing a song. I don't care. I just want to hear you. <laughs> um, because there is, you're right. It's that energy, you know, I'll do that early in like one of our first film sessions. I'll just start to have them clapping. I said, just start clapping. And I said, what does that do to your body? Can you feel that energy? They said it's the same thing when you're talking. It's just it builds the energy, and it, studies have been done on that. The noise and the the talking help because <laughs> it's hard. You've been in school all day, you know. Yep. Um, you know that all that all the all the carbs you ate at lunch are wearing off. Um, what uh, anything else with defense, coach? You want to talk about? I think that's it, man. That's that's, that's what okay. I got for you. Okay. Um, what's the hardest thing to teach in practice? For you, the hardest thing to teach in practice, man, that's a good one. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say, so this is one of the, so I try to pick something I work on every summer and I would say rebounding has been really tough because 
I, I used to be a big box out and, you know, find a guy, box out, turn, see ball. And then last year I did more of a movement concept. So when the ball goes up, you got to move, whether that's you're moving back to protect against cherry pickers or you're moving to go get the ball. Um, I would say that's been the struggle lately. Just trying to figure out what I really want when it comes to rebounding. Hit, and find, get. There you go. I gave it to you. Hit, I'm find, right, right. get. There's your three. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you a sheet. We have everything down to three things. Everything Ooh. we do is three things. Let me, and rebounding let me be, is hit, find, get. Let me be devil's advocate here. So, what if a kid sees the ball bounce and it's coming towards him? Does he go for the ball or does he go for the hit? Yeah, that, the, there's exceptions to every rule. <laughs> They're referred to as outliers statistically. That doesn't happen that often. To be honest with you, it really doesn't. Um, I had a player ask me that once. Yeah, I, go get it. Like, I'm not going to tell you not to go get the ball. Oh, yeah. But most of the time when the shot goes up, you got to go hit the person you're going to, and then go, you know, then find out where it's going to bounce and then go get it. Again, um, it's the rule of three thing. It's three things. Basically, everything you do should be three things. Like, three. when you have a ball, you can do three things, right? You can pass it, you can dribble it, or you can shoot it. Everything's three. I'm telling you, it's crazy. When you look at it, crazy um so do you do, how many assistants do you have so i try to have two uh okay. i had two this year up until december one of my assistants actually got offered a head coaching job somewhere well that's good so that's, that's good. a good way to lose an assistant that's a great way to lose this what i'm saying is i usually put one of mine in charge of rebounding gotcha i mean i just that's just I just, that's your job. Like if we're not rebounding, it's on you. Like, so they're on them on practice all the time. That's what I just, I just think it's an important, I will take care of turnovers because they drive me bonkers. So I will do that. I don't have to have anybody else do it, but rebounding is one of those things that yes, there's some drills and there's some things you can do, but you know, the re you just got to be on them all the time. If rebounding is one of those things, I, I agree. It's just one of those things you always have to be on. Um, if you could only do one thing in practice, what would you do? Defense. Because kids kids play enough basketball games, pick up. They play for enough coaches. They can run an offense. Like if I had a game tomorrow, I, I could say, hey, pass it five times and shoot or pass and score off a screen. But defense, really, you got to lock in. Really yeah, it's like eating your vegetables. Yeah. Everyone wants, I mean, if I, I, I can, I always say offense is like ice cream and defense is like your vegetables when you're listening. Nobody wants to eat the vegetable. I like that. You gotta like, it's, you know, I'm writing that one down right now. Right there. I just came up with that one. Actually, <laughs> I've never said that to my team, but I'm going to, I'm going to use that one. They just sometimes come to me. I've just done this so long. All right. I'm going to do rapid fire. This will take a little while. It's not really rapid. Um, What's your favorite type of basketball or brand of basketball? The, the pumpkin ball Evos. The what? Wilson Evos. They look like a pumpkin because oh, they're they're oh, orange. They're orange. Okay. The Wilson. I'm going Evo. I've never Wilson. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Leader. If you go to one sporting event for free in the world, what would you go to and why? Tar Heels versus the Duke Blue Devils because I am a hardcore Tar Heel fan and my wife is a Duke fan and I would love to go there with her and and watch them be Duke. I might put that in top 10. I might put that in top 10 like rivalry kind of. Uh, I, 
I don't know if you're a baseball fan, but if you've ever been to a Yankees Red Sox game, you should do that at some point in your life. Yeah. Okay. That is the biggest rivalry I've ever seen. Like, I, I, yes, everyone should do that once in their life. Go to a Red Sox Yankee game. They literally despise each other. It's I've never seen a rivalry like that. And I've been to a lot. I've been to pair, bat, pair, uh, Bears Packers. I've been to like, no, this is a whole different world. Trust me. Um, uh, it's 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 pretty bad with Duke and Carolina. I bet it. Yeah. I, I bet that's in the ballpark with the Yankees and Red Sox. Um, favorite pregame or postgame meal? Ooh, Taco Bell pregame. Okay, so the so we've been on for like an hour and twenty. I I can't I can't let this one go. First of all, Taco Bell is actually not food. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. You should not eat Taco Bell. I lecture my seniors no, 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 no. about Taco Bell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a reason. So in college, I had a superstition that I had to mess up my stomach in some way so that, that I could will clean, do it. <laughs> so that I could clean myself out because I felt like I was lighter and could play faster. Okay. So in college, I ate a lot of Taco Bell before games. That will do it. It's not actual meat, people. Do not eat Taco Bell. Do not eat. Go to Chipotle if you need fast food, but do not go to Taco Bell. Uh, what's one? Uh, what does your game day look like? Uh, teaching. Uh, teaching, dealing with that, and then finishing up that. And then afterwards, uh, I like to watch some game film. Just um, And then I, I like to pick... This is this is kind of giving something away, a little secret I have. I like to pick a random play I find on Twitter and put it in my back pocket. That's a good like, idea. Like just yeah. have it just in case. And in case I need to draw up something that maybe their defense has figured out all of our stuff and yeah, you know, they're stopping it just to show something different. I like that. I like um, that. So I, I try to look on Twitter for just a random play to put in my back pocket. I might use it, might not. Um, and then it's X now it's not Twitter, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Elon Musk. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Elon. Uh, don't ban me. Don't, don't yes. move me off. <laughs> um, so that, and then we do like a team meal before every game, the parents oh, come cool. on, um, and we all get together and it's kind of cool. Cause they do it the sound around the same time, the JV plays. And so we'll sit up the way our gym is. You have a little like upstairs room that you can sit mm -hmm. and watch the gym and, so we sit up there and you just kind of hang out. And, That's uh, nice. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, I love, I like that. Um, I, I, for, for me as a coach too, it's like we teach all day and then I like that hour and a half after school's out. Like I don't go home. I mean, I used to run home when my kids were little, but I don't even go home anymore. No. I just stay there and I just kind of, I'll watch some game film. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get myself in a good state of mind to be honest yeah. with you. Um, do what's one thing you do to relax? Ooh, man, there's a lot of things. I'm trying to pick one video games. I actually play video games to relax. Really? I, I used do. to do that a long time ago. Yeah. I had one person tell me before I had kids that you would never play a video game as soon as your first child was born. And so that's been stuck in my head. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to play. I'm going to play despite. I used to play, I used to play Call of Duty all the time. We used to have it in the coaching office. That was the bad part. It was like, ooh, that had, I had to move that out. That was not good. Do you have any superstitions? Besides Taco Bell? Uh, Besides Taco Bell. I, I have to tie superstitions sometimes. 
we we lose a couple of games with a tie. I won't wear the tie for a while. Um, I have I have certain things I have to listen to before games, and then um, I have one. It's a, it's a good superstition, but when the national anthem is playing, I start thinking stuff in my head. Just thankful for this, thankful for that. Think like just trying to get that mindset right where I'm mentally tough and just able to handle anything. I know. Um, I always move on one word. I won't tell you what word it is, but near the end of the national anthem, I'm always like we're facing it. And then that word starts near the end. And then I start walking. And yeah, it's because I'm always thinking during national anthem too. It's like I'm processing. I'm I've heard it so many times that um yeah, I love that. I love that. I do that too. I thought I was the only person. Um, best basketball player you have seen in person. Ooh, Bam Adebayo. He came to a couple of workouts when I got the job at High Point. Um, that was a man amongst boys. Best best basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan, the GOAT. If you can only teach one skill, not general like defense, one skill at practice, what would you teach? Dribbling. Shot clock, yes or no? Yes. Uh, if you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? Mm. I changed the new rule that they just put in. They took away the one and ones, man. Okay, so that. we don't have that this year in our state because we play halves. We uh, play we play two 18-minute halves. We have no shot clock, but we play two 18-minute halves. So we get four extra minutes and we won't be doing the rule. Um man, if, if that, you I, I love the strategy behind the one and one. I love that. I know you won't shoot as many. The stats teacher is gonna tell you you won't shoot as many free throws. We we shot more. I so no next played... year next year you won't with oh, the I new rule with the new rule you. you won't because think about it you don't get two until you get to six and yeah. bonus was normally seven how often would you get in the bonus in a quarter not very often mm. right no I not in the seven. first not in the first quarter and not in the third quarter how often the games that you did you remembered right yeah so you will not shoot as many free throws I don't think mm. there'll be less free throws is my guess I don't know I don't have the math behind it but. Um, yeah, mine, if you've ever listened to the podcast, my rule change is get rid of the jump ball. Why? Why? I mean, I've, I haven't heard there's one jump ball in a year, one jump ball in a game at the beginning of the game. The officials are horrible at throwing it. We don't practice it. Give the visiting team the ball universally, but we do practice it. We actually have plays off the jump ball, but there's only one cost benefit. The cost benefit for that, especially if you have a six, six center. Unless you're gonna go we, for the steal, yeah, we are the steal, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's leave, the yeah. We leave one guy open, and we have two, our fastest guys guard yeah, other guys, yeah. and I, they, yeah, that works. Well, the rule our rule is 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 watch the ref's hand because yep. the ref's not looking at you as soon as he makes his motion. So you move as soon as he makes the motion. Makes the motion. Yep, before the ball even gets released because he's not looking at you. He's, he's looking at the ball. How many officials are you have? Three. Three. Interesting. I just think it's a stupid rule. It's an archaic rule. Why do we do it? Unless you're in the NBA, no one jumps ball anymore. It's alternating sure. possession. So that's that's my theory with it. That's the one rule I want. I also want a bigger basketball court because the court's too small for the bodies, but that one's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> uh, uh, best game you've seen in person? Mm. Best game I've seen in person. Uh, I would say the Louisville uh, UNC game where Marcus Page hit the layup at the buzzer at the Dean game. Dome. 
that was that, that was a great game. I remember that. Uh, favorite quarter saying? We talked about this before. Oh yeah. So if, if anyone that's watched the watched quarterback, um, Kirk Cousins shares a quote, and his quote. I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I, I can say it, but I, I'm gonna say it wrong. I know I am. Uh, from Margaret Thatcher, if my critics saw me walking on the River Thames, they would say it was because I couldn't swim. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, best team of all time. Are we talking college or NBA or? Best team of all time. Best team of all time. Man. I'm going to go with. Tyler Hansborough, Ty Lawson, UNC National Championship. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one right there. Okay, he's wrong on that one. I'm just going to say he's wrong on that one. <laughs> it's a nice team, but that's not the best team of all time, in my opinion. Uh, best coach of all time? Dean Smith. Okay, knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> all right, so th- this is how I always end every podcast. What any and you're you're still a puppy, so this is going to be a little bit harder for you. But what would you tell your younger self? What bit of advice, if you could go in a time machine to your younger coaching self, what bit of advice would you give your younger self? Relationships are more important than X's and O's. Amen. It's true, hundred percent. We're going to end with that. Thank you for coming on, Coach. That was awesome. That's the perfect ending to a podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Yep. Hey, everybody. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.